Hey, this is Aaron Robinson from the band Blood of Angels, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hey, good to see you again, my friend. Same here. How you doing? Good. That's my partner, Chris. Hi, Hello. Chris. Hey, sorry. Hello. We got into some weird shit in the last one. Mm. That's always fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't even know how to explain it. Chris, how do you explain what we got into? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I uh, The last one was just a little... Uh, off the rails? Off the rails. Yeah. Like no, We're all metal people. I mean, we can handle anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we'll, so, see. we'll get there. We'll get okay. there. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, we do every episode. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's fun. good to see you, Aaron. It's been a while. Yes, it has been. You've been doing well? Yeah, overall. Yeah. <laughs> so for those not familiar, because I'm quite familiar, but I'm not sure Chris is, those not familiar with uh, Blood of Angels, give us the uh, two-sentence boardroom pitch. Uh, the Two Cents Boardroom pitch is that we're um, a metal band based in Tampa, Florida, that's heavily influenced by our own local death metal scene and also the melodic death metal scene of Sweden. So we blend the Gothenburg and our local roots uh, together into one cohesive sound. At least that's the mission. We try our best. Excellent. Well, I'm going to go ahead and jump in real quick, Chris. Please, uh, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what started this uh, conversation here. You guys yeah, just won the best metal band at the Hollywood Independent Music Awards. How did yes. that go? What did that feel like? And how did it even come about? Um, well, actually, what I, well, um, when we released the single Spillage last October, uh, what I was looking for, you know, is to submit to the um, Independent Music Awards, which we've been a part of before on our debut single, Odin's Wrath. We won uh, Best Metal Hardcore Song for that one in 2018. Unfortunately, I guess the organization didn't survive past COVID. But I came across the Hollywood Independent Music Award, so I went ahead and submitted um, spillage to that. Um, of course, you know we got the nominee. We heard about the nomination like around the end of June, so that was exciting. So immediately started planning our uh, trip to Los Angeles, and uh, we got there. And it, I mean, I participated in award things before, but um, not quite at this level. I think it was. I really described it. it was like the miniature Grammys. There was the red carpet. We had our photos taken like, I don't know, about at least a dozen times, a bunch of different flashes hitting us at the same time, hitting the red carpet. And we went from one interview with the Hollywood moment and then somebody else's podcast and somebody else's podcast. We did about like six interviews before we actually got into um, the theater, you know, where, where we'd sit down and uh, the ceremony began. Right. Um, yeah, and of course, our category came up about halfway through, and um, you know, I of course, you know, I didn't know what to expect, whether to win or not, or you know, whatever. Because I mean, the other nominees, I mean, very good music. I've listened to them, so you know, it was anyone's game. 
But uh, yeah, when our name when when it said the winner is, and our name came up on the giant screen with the uh, with again with the spillage cover, and they started playing the song, and you know, it's like my heart jumped out of my chest. So that was hey. really exciting. Then the po- well, you know, then the po- then the winners interview and uh, everything else. So and the after party, you know, was absolutely incredible. So yeah, it was great being <laughs> at the Avalon Theater. Nice. You know, all I can picture is. A bunch of guys dressed up like metalheads, full facial hair, long hair. And they announced yeah. the winner, and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't like that. I mean, uh, honestly, I, I jumped out of my seat. And, <laughs> um, uh, some of the people were uh, in the in the row, and everything were you know applauding applauding as I jumped out of my seat. You know, so I kind of ran down the row and like high fived everybody. <laughs> I was really excited, and you know, and I saw the I know, pictures. People... You guys cleaned up really well. I mean, you were all in suits, and yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, for me, I kept it basic. You know, like black jeans. You know, non dirty. You know, new. And <laughs> you know, um, I mean, my my fancy dress was the was the uh, Calvin Klein uh, leather jacket. Right. But yeah, Randy. Yeah, he really cleaned up. I mean, did the whole you know like goth suit thing. He looked really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean. We, we came out for it. <laughs> it was great. What was that like? Uh, what was that moment like? Was it absolutely uh, crazy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it was just exhilarating, you know. Um, yeah, like I was saying before, I mean, I, I, I would probably describe it as being at the Grammy Awards, just, you know, just at a little small, you know, a little smaller level. But um, the way everything was put together, was absolutely phenomenal, especially being in such a classic theater, the Avalon, you know, where right. Bob Hope is performed and Sinatra and Sammy Davis. And I mean, you, you name the iconic LA performer, they've been there. So it, right. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm still riding a little high from it almost a month later. That's Here's me. a question. So sure. Florida is the home of American metal, right? Like that's where metal in America really it took hold. Got ballsy and heavy. Yeah, yeah. Well, we yeah we took San Francisco and took made it heavier. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I'm not I'm not talking about like thrash. I'm talking about like metal. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, the absolute extreme. Yes, extreme metal. I guess. Yeah. Are you the first band metal band from Florida to win an award? As far as I know, we are. I don't want to say that we are because I'm not 100 percent sure. But as far as I know, we are. Yes. That's quite that's an accomplishment. Pretty, that's fucking rad. Yeah, thank you. Like, how many decades did that take? You know? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, the scene really kicked off with Nasty Savage. Uh, you know, they were the first. They got like a Metal Blade contract in the early days, uh, in the early '80s, like '82 or '83. So, yeah, about 40 years, I guess. Sweet. So let's yeah. let's talk about the band stepping outside of that. What are you guys working on now? Are you working on new material? Yeah, we are working on a new album. Um, we got a couple of, I mean, uh, we got, we're just, we're just about done in the writing process, uh, you know, all 10 songs. And we, we really are working on just the last two right now. Um, we have reco- we have recorded uh, uh, two of the tracks already. Um, they're done. They're in the can, as they say. Um, you know, mo- mostly what's kind of been slowed up about that is um, our producer and engineer, of course, he has a schedule with other bands and he's a touring sound guy too. So we're kind of like working with that schedule as well. But um, we plan on having everything done by early spring for sure, you know, and then hopefully a new album by the summer. 
Fair enough. I got a question for you. How does it, how do you guys attempt to stand out amongst like Florida is the death metal capital of the world, right? And there's a million and a half bands. How do you, uh, you consciously put an effort to standing out or being different or how does that work? Um, well, I said, we try, try our best to, I think what we try to do the best is that, um, you know, um, is, uh, by not really pigeonhole ourselves into one singular subgenre of, of style. It's like, you know, okay, we're death metal band. So we're going to copy cannibal corpse or we're a black metal band. So we're going to put on corpse paint and be immortal or, you know, you know, we, um, yeah, I'm as much of a fan as Cannibal and um, Iron Maiden as I am with, you know, Slayer, with uh, Fear Factory, with, you know, with many different styles of metal. And the whole purpose is just to, to bring as much of that as we can in the one cohesive sound or to, or to one cohesive album. And, and that's kind of been the mission since the beginning. A very complicated one, yes, but... Right, because the uh, has yeah. got, like, that whole history, right? I mean... It does. Starting with death, with Chuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's sort yeah. of a, a thing to uphold, and do you consciously think about, hey, I've got to hold myself to a certain standard, or you don't mind exploring and stepping outside of the the death metal subgenre or whatever? No, I don't mind at all because we're trying. You know, we're trying to. You know, as uh, any artist, I would say, was trying to do something new and fresh, or you know, we're doing our very best to try to do that. Um, yeah, I mean, the death metal influence of Florida is very much in our sound. I mean, there's no getting around that, but, um, I don't, but I don't see ourselves as, you know, another, you know, a, yet again, another thousandth, uh, cannibal corpse clone or another right. thousandth deicide clone. You know, I think right. we're, you know, the influence is there, but we're, we're separate from that. Yeah. Even though the industry calls us, de- you know, some of them really, really do call us death metal because we do have, you know, that kind of style of vocals, and, right. you know, it is fast and, you know, and whatever. But I mean, I, I just, I just don't see us completely fitting in that camp. 100%. I think we have a lot of melodic portions. Um, you know, I mean, this next album, one of the songs we're doing, the pain inside is, uh, you know, I, I had to have to describe as a stone sour meets cradle of filth. You know, it's it's going it's going to be oh. an interesting blend. You know, and I guess that's where the Gothenburg thing comes in, right? A little more melody to the to the madness. Exactly, definitely. Chris, hey everyone, this is Tuck from Fit for a King in Off Road Minivan. Every week, I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Moths to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media. I don't have anything else, no. So, I, okay. I've got a couple of them. No, I've got a couple of them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just enjoying the conversation. I'm just sitting here like, okay, this is cool. <laughs> but I'm a shitty co-host. <laughs> well, you're great, Chris. We all know it. You're fine. So you're working on new music, and you said you're you know, getting ready to record or whatever, but are you having a, a release date, or how close are you to finishing that stuff? Uh, probably probably not till early spring, like March-ish. You know? um, the release, probably June. And we're looking to kick off uh, with the U.S. tour in, uh, next summer. You know, uh, mostly focusing on the Midwest and the Southern states where we 
have a pretty good following already. Okay, so there's a you're going to stay mostly there for the first one. Yeah, that kind of seems where metal lives, though, right? In the U.S., is in those areas mostly. Yeah, mostly. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, metal no, everywhere, I mean, right? But like, rabid. There's metal everywhere, but like just like if you go out, like say to like Oregon, is there a big metal scene there? I don't know. Uh, there's, I mean, Portland, and I mean, Portland, you know, I know there's some stuff. I know there's a, a venue or two in Eugene, you know, and, and right. around that area. Interesting. Yeah. And then I, I just totally lost my train of thought here, but. Didn't mean to do that. <laughs> no, no. I just had a, I'm going to have to edit here, but. Oh, so when good. you guys are writing, mm-hmm. are you guys writing like with the stage in mind, like this is a great place for a breakdown or a great place for a, a crowd participation. Are you writing the song for the song's sake and adapting it later too? Um, no, I, I don't think I don't think we're doing that. But um, they are portions in the songs right. um, that do come out. Like this is a good moment for something like that. Yeah, but yeah. it's never really much of a thought. No, I mean, not initially. I mean, mostly the thought of is just to make, uh, you know, 10 songs of a, of a theme of a cohesive meaning and, and message behind it um, that, you know, that that work that works on the scale as a recording as a complete album work. Um, but within like I said, within that context, you usually find moments where, oh, OK, well, you know, this is a part that we can kind of repeat a little bit and try to get the crowd, you know, to scream, you know, like part of the chorus or things like that. Right. So, yeah. so, and along those same lines, and how does it make you feel when the, the power and the energy you envisioned in the studio writing that song comes to life on a stage in front of those people? Um, yeah. I mean, when the, re- when the reaction is really positive, it's amazing. You know, uh, <laughs> on the flip side, then, um, what mean, does it make you feel like when it, it falls dead? Uh, yeah. I I can't, I can't honestly, honestly, thankfully, I can't really think of a moment where it has really, where it has really fallen dead. Um, most of the, most of the people get it, you know? Right. I guess they're coming to a death metal show. So they should. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> and then I come into a Britney Spears show. Yeah. So that makes sense. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't mind seeing them in some leggings. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Sorry, Aaron, I like you a lot. Even, but... even, when Glam, even when Glam was at its height, I hated it. You know, so... I like you a lot, Aaron, but I don't want to see in in spandex. I no, 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 no. <laughs> this ass does not go in spandex. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Little tight. Uh, honestly, there are too many people already out there that are, that shouldn't be in skinny jeans. I, I one hundred percent agree. So I'll be the first to <laughs> yeah. admit, I'm I'm a big fan of the glam scene i have been for you know since the 80s i grew up in the 80s but yeah you don't, yeah. You don't see my fat ass in in spandex either yeah I or mean, maybe, maybe you do but that's a whole nother show <laughs> <laughs> well maybe back in the day you know I mean, right. back in the day you know i would yeah. have second yeah. look for sure yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm long past those days myself too so, so, so the, my curiosity has gotten the best of me what's the diploma behind you oh that one Oh, uh, yeah, that's my uh, wife's associate's degree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, Aaron, we do something here because uh, TikTok and all that stuff is pretty good. And I've got somebody doing this stuff for us where we do these okay. quick little shorts. So I'm okay. going to show you a picture 
and Chris has actually already seen this one, so it's not new to him. And I need you to tell me what's going on in the picture and what the next frame would be. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> All right. And hopefully you've got a good sense of humor, which I think you do. What do you got there, Aaron? Throw my best. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, just, uh, just uh, two people stuck on a raft absolutely fantasizing about what they – Wish they uh, really Hold on, had. hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, Aaron. You yeah. see two people? Well, a person and a dog. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. On the spot stuff, I'm not always the best. <laughs> no, that's uh, fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, a uh, person and a dog. Yeah, I mean, him, him fantasizing he wish he can eat the dog, and the dog wants to eat his bone. Or have a bone. Yes. <laughs> nice. Oh, God, I'm in the therapist's office. This is great. <laughs> it is great. Chris had a whole different uh, different spin on this. Chris, you want to elaborate? I'm very calm. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I should elaborate. <laughs> uh, the edibles are kicking in, huh, Chris? <laughs> okay. So uh, when I look at it, I see a man. He's dreaming of having a squirting girlfriend. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> of all the waves, and he's on the boat, right? And he's got a hot dog. He just wants to get the hot dog in the house, in the in the doghouse. But the boat's already sailed, so now all he's left with is his dog. Oh, that just went bad. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, like, that's just what Aaron, I saw. I apologize for Chris. I don't know how we got there. <laughs> good times <laughs> good times chris is having a time today Aaron, uh, if fans want to find you what are your uh social media uh you can find me uh our official website bloodofangels.net of course facebook uh at the handle blood of angels one instagram blood of angels youtube blood of angels and on twitter blood of angels one and you said middle of next year we'll have some new music for sure yeah you, you nice. even singles before then or Probably, um, you know, uh, when, when we get uh, mostly done with the recording co uh, process, we'll get with the label and see what they want to do. And what about show wise? Them. I think you've got a couple shows this fall, right? Um, well, I, you know, just the one uh, October 27th in Tampa, a big Halloween bash. We're headlining. It'll be a lot of fun at the uh, famous Brass Mug where bands like Death and Cannibal and Obituary, that's that's where they all came from, you know. I mean, Obituary just did a two-night run there uh, yeah. you know, last month. It was great. I used to live in St. Pete, so I'm familiar with it quite quite a bit. But, yeah, that's oh, yeah. It's legendary, really, amongst that sort of uh, music and clientele. Yeah, I, I always call it the Grand Old Opry of death metal. You know, yeah, I, I guess I mean, that's that, fair. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, that's really, you know. Because any and and even I've gotten messages, you know, from uh, musicians like in Europe and stuff. It's like, oh, I see you in Tampa. You play the Brass Mug, and I was like, yeah, you know, it's like our second home. And they're like, oh, it's my dream to play Brass Mug. I'd love to be on that stage with Obituary, you know, you know where Obituary was and everything. So, right. So I mean, it, it's even kind of a destination, you know, an international known destination, really. Right. For the music. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob Podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza.
So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.